But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. It's the dip. Tide episode 100. Wearing an outside jersey. Yeah. Like, if you're not rude, you'll be completely left alone for the most part. They'll boo you. But, like, we have a friend. Um, I hit record, by the way. Um, we have a friend who uh, who is like an obnoxious Braves fan. Recording in progress. And he got he got very uh, obnoxious about rooting for the Braves every time that they go there. The one time that he still talks about, he's he's facing an entire section of people like boo, fuck you, and just like screaming. And somebody threw a cheese cup at him and just like nailed him in his, in his like Dale Murphy jersey and fucking ruined it. And he makes. He tells that story and he makes himself sound. I mean, he was if there was a victim in that story, it was him. But like, only because there's property damage. Nobody was right. No. <laughs> <laughs> his his like argument is just like, come on, like I'm being a heel. It's all in good fun. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, and then you have to go throw food at me. Yeah, he got into it uh, when at because he uh, at the bachelor party was also Phillies Braves. And we, um, and I remember being asked, why didn't you wear your Mets hat? And like, because I'm trying to have a nice time. <laughs> it just like, I, I, I wore my Dale Earnhardt hat so that I didn't, uh, uh, get yelled at. And even then it came close because me and him were coming in late. We were behind everybody and, um, the anthem started and I was just drunk enough to yell just like, oh shit, I, for- I forgot to take off my Dale Earnhardt hat. And a guy turned around and looked at me, looked me right in the eyes, and just goes, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> Although you'd think that, like, if there was going to be any one hat or style of hat that that people like that wouldn't mind can, you wearing during the national can, anthem, it would like Dale you, Earnhardt specifically. A Dale Earnhardt hat has got to be yeah. pretty high up on the list. <laughs> anyway, our 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 guest this week, uh, who is is patiently uh listening to us tell stories that have probably been told two or three times on the show already ryan is here uh at baseball world that's right i got baseball. the baseball i got the baseball world twitter handle i didn't have to use a capital i instead of the lowercase l don't say that i did that i got the real one. Oh shit baseball world it's good enough there are so many at baseball world accounts that are just have been inactive since 2014. Like every number affixed to the end that you could imagine. They're all from like Japan. I don't know what was going on back then. Remember to follow the show at the dismal tide underscore, or is it two underscores <laughs> at the underscore? No, underscore it's the just the tide. one. It's just the one underscore. <laughs> yeah, we we know the feeling. But I don't even remember you know, the damn the show's Twitter handle. Twitter threatened to delete all of the like accounts that have been sitting inactive for a long time. Um, and they, they never they pulled the trigger, though, did they? No, because I was uh, I, I as soon as they said that, I was trying to get on uh, whoever has the dismal tide without the underscore. Who? Let's check here. It's, it's been a, a few locked years. account. It's a locked account with following two people with zero followers from 2013. Oh, 
they got in there so early. Good for them, I guess. They did. They beat us by years, so you know what? It's what it is. Yeah, it's a solid seven-year head start. Six? In any case, the subject for this week. Will Smith. Will Smith. Can you believe that? Have you guys heard <laughs> about that? Did you see what happened? I had children telling me about that today. It's like, yes, I saw it. Like, if it filtered down to you, like, I've seen this. Come on. <laughs> if your mom let you watch this video. Uh, the, all... the gas station attendant today when I was filling up, he was trying to chat me up about it. And he was like, do you, do you see the Oscars last night? I was like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. He's like, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I, I heard about it. And it's crazy. He's like, do you, do you think he was right to do that? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. He's like, yeah, I think he's kind of a bitch for that one. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, bro. He doesn't he really. He just. Me, he told me that he had to be up at 5:45 for his shift this morning, and he stayed up all night drinking, as he called it, yerba mate, and five-hour energy with his buddy. Oh. And he man. also had it in. The most fucked up hickey I've ever seen in my life. It was like, <laughs> it looked like he got hit by a car on his neck, but it was certainly a hickey. It was, the coloration of it was. How, how big? It was, it was big. Like, okay. It was, it was too big. I don't, and he was like, definitely in his mid twenties. Like, can't be doing that. He really, I, he really packed it in. Yeah. A guy is taking a heroic dose of over the counter uh amphetamines and it's, <laughs> and it's just it's been disfigured by a woman it was crazy. I, he, he talked to you for like ostensibly like a minute and a half and man yeah, he knew he, he was filling up he was just chatting me up i don't i'm not usually a fan doesn't happen usually they they're just doing their own thing but he was he he wanted to talk about the oscars i guess he didn't really. He didn't have like a well opinion, uh, a well formed opinion on it. But he did know that by the end of your like forty five second interaction, he had to come down hard one way or another. He knew he had to call somebody yeah. a pussy. <laughs> if I'm Chris Rock, there, I'm throwing hands. You know, Wait, I don't even care. By the way, and because and we're we're from New Jersey, you're in Oregon. These are the two states in the country where they have full service gas stations. Yeah, this came up at work the other day where my my friend from Connecticut said. That he doesn't like going to them because then you have to tip the guy who's uh, who's filled up your car, and I just said I'm just like, I don't I don't, I'm like I, I don't know if people do that. I'm like no one in my life has ever done that. Damn. I've never seen that. I yeah I, and and then hey, I gas asked, prices the way they are. You want me mm-hmm. spending more money at the pump? You kidding me, Joe Biden? But and then uh, but I asked uh, uh, my manager, you know who. Uh, you know, grew up in New Jersey in like the the 60s and 70s, and uh, I asked him, I'm just like, do you are, are you tipping people at gas stations? He just goes, oh yeah, and it's like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, and I don't know if that means like when he was 12 and like his parents were uh, tipping people because it was like uh, you know 1973 or something like that, and that's when like the you know it's the truly full service, like they're gonna get under the hood and check the dipstick sort of thing. But like, uh, but as far as like the the guy who uh, walks as slowly to your car as possible to put twenty dollars in, and uh, like, I'm like, no, I, I'm just like, I have never known anyone who is who has ever tipped the gas station attendant. When I moved no. to my area from from Brooklyn, when I moved into this apartment, <clears throat> the first like the, the closest gas station to me, I treated it like a bartender at a wedding. 
I'm just like, listen, the first time I go there, I'm going to tip them like 200 bucks. And now they expect my car. They're fucking happy to see me. You should see him run to my car. This is the guy who paid us once. <laughs> this guy gave us $200 that first day. I wonder if he'll do it that again. That is de- depreciating value. Dude, no, no. After that, it's just fivers, you know, just five spots. He was like, hey, oh, okay. how's the family? And, you know, they asked me that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I We didn't say this yet. We are here to talk about Ryan's betting method. But before we do that, do you guys want to see the worst man I've ever found on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. The worst, like, TikTok account? <laughs> I yes. kind of thought you would say yes. Yeah. Is it a I'm, is it a I golf account? It is not a golf account. <laughs> it's, it's it's just a horrible horrible capitalist man. It's bad be, be on contact. Those are the best kind of guys. There's a guy that uh, my friends like know through like work or whatever, and he's like a real estate broker, and his Instagram is just the most beautiful thing in the world. He like face tunes himself and shit. It's awesome. Fuck! What is this guy's name again? That there I, I I unfortunately like I I regret deleting Facebook or not like friending absolutely everybody when like you know which was the style at the time in like 2009, like I I deleted my Facebook a few years ago and I probably had less than 150 friends on there, like I should have kept tabs on absolutely everyone because like as far as like who turned into a complete freak from our hometown I don't know I've I've lost them. Oh yeah, it's. Yeah, I deleted my Facebook last year too, but like hardly anyone was posting on there anymore. It was just like my uncle and then like a couple a couple random people. Okay. I'm liking I'm liking where this account is going. Okay, rich so, versus really rich. So that's his whole brand. Okay. Rich versus really rich. His, his name is Nicholas Crown. He's got two hundred and thirty three thousand followers on Instagram. He is uh, a digital creator. Uh, rich versus really rich, uh, entrepreneur and creator. Uh, he's got kindness in the bio. Launching April 4th, nicholascrown.com premium. I think he's doing an OnlyFans. I think he's going to show his butt. He's making his eyes so large. Yeah, the the over... Uh, by the way, the in this first like black and white picture here, I guess that's him on the left, but he also... He looks like Terry Richardson, which is, uh, which is not great. Um, here's the link to his Instagram, Mike. Go ahead, click it, and share your screen. You've disabled participant screen sharing. Well, I, I It's over. I, have not. I promise are... you I have not. Well, how about now? Beautiful. All right. I wish you'd be good to go now. Um, all right. How, uh, how rich people versus really rich people treat the movers. Careful with that table. That's a mid-century museum piece. Really? This looks like a replica to me. You see the joinery and the legs? Do you think this is antique roadshow? Keep it moving, genius. I wasn't going to tip anyway, but now I'm really not going to tip. If he gets in your way, just bubble wrap my son and throw him in the truck, too. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. I'm not paying you guys enough for daycare. Nah, I've got a little one at home, too. Ah, family man. Yes, sir. Well, good luck today. I'm not going to hover. Oh, and you might want to do a little twinkle on the piano before you wrap it up. Elton John wrote Rocket Man on it. Absolutely excellent. Which 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 one was the really rich guy? The second one? The cooler one, yeah. So is he, Oh, is okay, I see. So it's sort of like a okay, I'm I'm seeing. So Once now you get wait, super rich, you become chill again. Oh, this is another good one. All right. How rich people versus really rich people order a beer. I need something crafty. Lots of hops. Aren't you eating tacos? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I thought you'd want to taste the food. You sound like my therapist. Do this, don't do that. We have this killer Mexican style lager that'll wash that right down for you. Whatever. Have I heard of it? Probably not. New spot in California. Not hoppy, but an award-winning brew. Fine. But what do you think of the beer, man? Who the heck are you? You look like a drunk Jeff Bridges. I'm just a man who likes good beer. Well, it's actually pretty good. I think I'm gonna have another. That's all I wanted to know. I see you met Keith. That scraggly guy? He owns the beer company you just drank. Well, half of it. He sold the other half to Big Bev for 500 million last year. <laughs> so there's there's some this, themes that this. you start picking up on. Uh, bootlicking being pretty high up. I don't think there's a good way to edit yourself in to be three different characters in the same TikTok video. No, that's the theme of this show now, by the way, because we found that guy who acted out three different roles uh, in. Um, oh, that was uh, really good. The guy from Good Good. In- <laughs> yeah, that was very, that was inspired. Uh, I, I do want to show one more of these. All right. Uh, th- so wait, hang on a second. So now he, he basically. Um, he's. Now, this guy has a quarter million followers or thereabout, just short. Um, what what am I meant to be learning from this? Yeah, who is Is it really for? just not is it to just not like like mouth off to people? Because that's I don't think that that really has much to do with where you stand financially. Right. I think because he's just showing people being like n- unnecessarily competitive about everything he will he's his deeper the deeper thing he's trying to say is that like listen like you're rich but you're not you're still worried you're gonna lose it all the the way that real rich people act is that they're not worried they're gonna lose it all there's one where he he gets like a bad dog haircut and the rich guy loses his mind and he swears he's not paying and the really rich guy says Oh, you darn near changed his breed with this one. Uh, Listen, uh, I prepaid for the appointment, so you can keep the money. You can refund me or not. But you give 50 of these haircuts out, you're going to put yourself out of business, brother. And it's just like, rich, really rich people are also massive pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, when you get really rich, you become normal again, which we can tell by, like, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg. And, like, you know that they are very normal to service people. The the other uh, message as if as if like yeah. by, by the way that someone worth over say three hundred million dollars is taking their own dog to the groom yeah even even is aware that their dog is getting groomed would never know uh, another fun little wrinkle of these videos is very like I guess like like Aesop's fable sort of style where it's just like you better watch out who you're talking to because every like person that the rich person is like pissing on is actually secretly just like a super rich millionaire like there's one who's like how a rich person orders fast food and just like the guy he's ordering fast food from he's like no i actually own 19 franchises but uh monica had to call out because her kid was sick you know i'm covering over here the fuck you are also how rich is this guy i'm seeing repeated suit shirt tie combos I, me, me, me and my other friend Mike have debated it a couple times. I think that that maybe he's got a million bucks or two million bucks or something. Maybe he yeah, comes from it, a fam- I think he comes from a family with money because he's posted yeah. some pictures that are just like, all right, how'd you get here? Like, come on. Man. If you have legitimate money, you're not posting on TikTok. He, he's also got this abs photo, but like, listen, I'm he's not in bad shape, <laughs> but he's not, not in good not, enough shape to do this. No, that's not an abs photo. 
there's no there's no abs there. He's he, <laughs> he looks strong. He looks but, strong. He does. He's not out of shape, but he's not. He shouldn't be taking this picture. Yeah, he's, he's got man hands. So the fine pecs are doing a lot of work. He's got he's got great pecs. And, you know, trimmed up his uh, his chest hair before the shoot. He's got love handles though. All right, one more of these, Listen. and then we'll talk about a uh, fade bar stool. <laughs> Which one do you guys want to watch? We watch uh, Treat the Super, Deal with Inflation, Buy a Sports Car, Act in the Elevator. Trotter Yacht, Trotter Yacht. I watch a lot of Below Deck. All right. Oh, rich people versus really rich people. Charter a yacht. Captain Randy, sir. Right. Well, Randy, I need the bill split five ways. I don't need any freeloaders on my tab. This ain't a sports bar. One bill per charter, sir. Spoken like a true pirate. We don't make pirate jokes on my boat. Of course. I'll need 30% right now in cash, another 2K for docking fees. Now that's ridiculous. What do you do for a living, if I may ask? I'm a derivatives trader. I feel like your industry's overpaid. Absolutely not. I went to Cornell. I spent 10 years working under another trader, and I spent nights and weekends refining my trading models. Great. That's how I feel about being a yacht captain. You have 30 minutes to drop an envelope by the controls or I will have you taken off my boat by Claude. Is there a problem, Captain? Hey, Captain. There's 100 in cash waiting for you at the helm. Thank you, Mr. Crown. Oh, and one more special request. Yes, sir. Tell the chief steward to cut off my brother after three rum runners. Aye, aye, Captain. Hey, <laughs> Captain Handsome. You can call me Captain Randy. Can we take a look at the comments? What's, like, the most commented one? I want to see what people are saying to this. Sure. Uh, sure, let me hover over a few, get some... You just want to see the comments on the most recent sure. one? The order of yeah. beer one? The the charter yacht, like, you're not on that boat negotiating prices. Like, that is all, that is all <laughs> established well ahead of time. Because, like, like yeah, like, in, on below deck, they're, like, sailing, they're in, like, Croatia. Like, you had to get there. Like, like this was, you, you are not haggling not about the price. Yeah. This guy's never been on a yacht. Or at least he's never chartered one. Man, the small breakdown at the end is just icing on the and cake. I, I looked it up, and apparently those charter yachts, like like that are on below deck, are about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a week or so, you know, minimum. And like they're tipping, uh, like fifteen grand. The the, uh, the guy from Tap Out was on there. And he actually ended up being okay. <laughs> and he's like, I know you probably look at us and think like, you know, new money douchebags. <laughs> and but uh, but no, he I think he tipped fifteen thousand dollars to the boat. So that he had in rolled up with a rubber band. Do you remember that episode of Ballers where uh, The Rock and Rob Corddry uh, took their boss's yacht? And uh, wooed I don't remember it. anything from Ballers except for when the the Rock has that meltdown in the gym, screaming at Tim Brown about his uh, his biceps, um, and the time that he uh, jacked off and microwaved it. These, these his comments are very complimentary. Yeah, they're all very. They all nice refer to it as content, which you know means they're perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're fucked up. <laughs> oh my god at, at one of my favorite places in fl uh is a decent dive bar we have millionaires that come in and can't can come in can't even tell drinking buds while some of the preppy so-called rich come in ordering expensive shots and crafty beer i just like these videos have have, have been a curse to me for like like two weeks 
They're, it's the worst shit I've ever seen. And now, like, Instagram is, like, is, like, tailoring this content for me, which is, in a way, kind of exactly what I want. <laughs> like, this is, this is what I want to see. But I don't need to get notifications that Nicholas Crown has gone live. Gone live with what? What is he doing? Comedy. Wealth-related comedy. He's too rich for comedy. This is, this is, you know, this is a hobby to him. He's got these abs. He doesn't need comedy. All right, let's get to the. It would real be the, actually to, to find deal. out that he was like, uh, like really good at whatever his day job is. Would be would be genuinely distressing. Well, he's starting some premium subscription thing. What is he starting? NicholasCrown.com slash premium. Yeah, what, 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 please tell us the pay tiers for Nicholas Crown subscription service. I will. We are coming soon. Stay updated. Money moves. So he hasn't even launched the Patreon. April 4th. He we're very announced. close to this, guys. So we're, you know. What's the email again? Dis- the DismalTide69? Dis- uh, DismalTide69. Just DismalTide69. Uh, at at gmail.com. There we go. It's fine if it has my name right, on there. I'm not upset. There we go. Oh, that look at his signature. In. It's a nice signature. He's doing this sort of baseball thing at the end. Classic. Yeah, I'm. Uh, how? Yeah, but if you were really rich, you wouldn't be able to read it. Good point. All right, let's talk about gambling. It's a, it's a tell. Yeah, the real reason we're here. Ryan's system. So Ryan's advanced complicated system. In the in the gambling chat on the Dismal Tide Discord, I believe Ryan was the first to point out uh, uh or start linking uh the Barstool guys bets. And Right, you were you were talking about it like a week or two I think before the tournament, maybe even longer. Yeah, I first came up with the idea it was either like the wild card or the divisional round of the nfl playoffs because one of the little grunts had posted his like (laughs) his picks for the weekend and he got every single game wrong and i was like if it and some people were quote tweeting it and like look at this asshole and i was like if someone just kept track of what these people were betting on you could become a millionaire in a week which yeah turns out is not true he uh, went. He, not true. But you, you're you're right. They actually I, did way better than I thought that they did, and like bets that I had personally won. Yeah, I they, can't they, remember who that guy was, but he did go zero and six on the, yeah. the wild card round. Yes, this was the the Tommy Smokes character. He's the one who went on one of the Fox News shows wearing the vape god hat, and he was blowing <laughs> back clouds. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how he got. I don't know if he was on the show because he was a vape. He was a renowned vapor, or if he just decided to, I don't know. I'm not that deep in the weeds, and that happened a while ago, but it's still his profile picture. Um, He's, he's in the, I guess like the fate of the Twitter list that I made, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem to actually really gamble. He doesn't post pick. I I don't know if we've said what it is explicitly yet. I want to make sure we do. The the system in question here is is specifically entitled Fade yeah, Barstool. So and every it's yeah, pretty it's pretty self-explanatory. You just do the opposite of what the Barstool guys bet on. So I started honing this technique. I was I so I sort of flagged it when the divisional round happened and then Super Bowl they were posting picks and I picked four of them. There was like a couple that uh, the Big Cat guy did and then a couple that Portnoy did. 
There was like a. I'll tell you what. After this like week or two, however long it's been, I'll fade every yeah. single no, pick that Big Cat bad. has for the rest of his career. Like done. Yeah. I will because there's also like something. I mean, obviously, goes without saying, Portnoy. Everybody wants to see Portnoy lose. But I didn't – I don't know any of the Barstool guys. I didn't know how much I would enjoy watching the C-list Barstool guys just completely fucking implode. Yeah, no, and that was really the joy the, of it all because you can't hurt Dave Portnoy's feelings yeah, anymore. No, the know? grunts are the most enjoyable because, like, they actually have something to lose. Like, watching Marty Mush lose on the spread oh my God. was – that is just the most beautiful – minute of do you the, uh, do you happen to have your your bet saved because i went through and i screenshot it I, online I, I can i can like we made you and i made identical yeah bets. i didn't do the full stack on the on the second day of march madness when they went like one and 15 i i, didn't do I that, yeah, was, that was beautiful, i was though. if i had bet more it would have been the best gambling <laughs> day of my life i was doing my unit for day two i believe was, was five dollars um okay so like what would they weren't Barstool was not making like money line predictions. It was all I, the the ones that they did the best with with honestly, I don't think they lost more than one or two over unders that they called. No, they, they, got, they got the most of them right. Yeah, this was for March but Madness. Every, every what they did is uh Dave yeah. Portnoy, the the founder of Barstool, Big Cat who appears to be the number two, and then Rico Bosco, who is this sort of wild card character who is sort of cosplaying as a Miami guy, I think. <laughs> I don't really understand now, his deal. He his but also wasn't he you posted like their year long yeah. standings for gambling. Wasn't he, if my memory serves, dead he last is, in almost every yeah. measurable and metric? That's, so they, they have like five different gambling podcasts. And the one that the Rico Bosco character is on is called like Barstool Picks. And it's all these like C-list grunts, like Marty Mush is on that podcast. And none of them, like none of them make money. Like they're all in the red for the year. And, and like some of them are like Rico Bosco's like year long, he hits on 37% of his bets and he's down like 50 units. And a unit to these people is probably like at least a hundred bucks. Like they're betting serious money. They post their bet slips it's on incredible. Twitter, and like during March Madness, some of them were like Marty Mush lost five grand on a on Duke's first round minus eighteen and a half spread, which is just a deranged was, thing to bet on. Like that, it was he tripled yeah, down. He three he, they had a eight, you said eighteen and a half, yeah, and he bet like eighteen hundred two grand each yeah. time he bet. That is that. It that, was that video is what ninety seconds, two minutes. It's yeah, it's like about a and, minute, and, I think. And it is the one of them incredibly intense, and <laughs> and so fucking funny. It's so if because you are listening to this and you are driving a car or doing something, even just I'll drop the you audio need in. to pull it up. You have to watch this video. It is you know what you actually do have to watch it. You're unreal right. because at the start. You can see Duke scores to go over the over-under. They're winning by, like, 19, I think. And he's going insane. The whole room is, like, going crazy for him because he has $5,000 on this, which this man should not be betting $5,000. One glance at him, and it's clear that he does not have $5,000. He looks no, like he a, he he looks like a race. amount of money. 
and racist relief pitcher. Again, he's doing this <laughs> on a game where they are playing a 15 seed and it's an 18 and a half point line. Just an outrageous thing to bet on. Like even putting ten dollars on right, that is, like, is ridiculous. I it's a, that is a line that I have never in any sport gone near. Like, oh yeah, in I, NFL, if the line is like over ten, I'm fucking yeah, nervous. It's like oh yeah, no, they and, got nineteen. And I, but so at the start of the video, he he they score, so he's got it, and there's like twenty seconds left, and the whole room's going crazy for him because he's about to win like ten grand on the stupidest bet in the world. And then Duke doesn't play any defense because they're winning by 19 points and they're going to the next round. And they just like go down the court. The other team scores and he dies. He collapses to the floor. He, the look in his face is absolutely beautiful. He looks like he has literally left his body. But what, what's most important about this (laughs) is that in addition to all this, because for sponsorship reasons, he's sitting on a toilet. He is sitting on a literal because because this is, is sponsored also, by Dude Wipes. Yes, and he's wearing a full UNC basketball uniform. Yes, because he lost a bet the week prior. I don't know the specifics of the bet, but I remember seeing. I was like monitoring the list for that day, and he there were like three bets that he like three games that he'd placed bets on. If he lost one of them, this was the punishment. Lost two, this was the punishment. I believe he lost all three. He might have only lost two, but during the conference championship that. week, he had to watch every uh, Duke game blindfolded, which his blindfold was just a, a surgical mask. And so he was just watching Duke games in the office blind. He can't see it. So everyone's just telling him what's happening. Just like, and then for the tournament, <laughs> he had to wear head to toe UNC gear. And he just looks ridiculous. And another another kicker to this is this kid did not go to Duke. And he goes <laughs> insane on Twitter when anyone mentions it. And, of course, like all these barstool hangers on, like the reply guys, there's always going to be one kid in there sniping, be like, you didn't even go to Duke. And he fucking – he loses it. There was like a viral tweet like the first day of March Madness was like, if you're, if you're like a huge fan of some school, you didn't go to – you didn't go to school at like, what the hell are you doing? He like – it ruined his day. He was just posting about it all day. The, I, I talk about this with college sports and why I talk about how I'm not especially invested in them because I'm just like, I didn't go. I didn't go to school. And uh, just like if I were if, if I became a huge uh, being from New Jersey, Penn State fan, I'm just like, did you go there? No, I, I know some people that did just like what like what what true like uh, the connection. I don't understand. I, I do sort of get it when it comes to like like SEC football because, you know, there aren't professional teams in a lot of those places. And it's just like a lot of it is tied to like regional identity and all of that. But it's just. Yeah, that's why I don't mind like terribly. Like I have a friend who didn't go to college at all and he roots for Penn State. And I think it's just because he wants to root for a big college team. Like why would he, you know, South Jersey, I'm not rooting for Temple. Good luck. Yeah. Like, and in, in Oregon, no. it's the same thing where the universe, I went to university of Oregon and it's like, it's the only football. If you want to go to a football game, you have to go there. Cause there's no one, the closest NFL team is in Seattle. And so there are a ton of people in Oregon who didn't go to school and are huge ducks fans. And my brother, my brother and I were watching a ducks tournament game in like 2019 at a bar. We go out during halftime. We're just like hitting his jewel. Cause we're all stressed out about the game. 
And this Duck Dynasty looking guy walks up to us head to toe in Duck gear. And he just starts chatting us up. And he's talking about how he has season tickets, 50-yard line for Oregon football. And we're like, yeah, that's that's cool, dude. And he's like, yeah, I, I split it with this buddy of mine. And, you know, he just went through this, like, crazy bout of cancer. It looked like he was going to die. And we're like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, but he pulled through. He's in remission. Looks like he's in the clear for a while. And it's like, and it's kind of a bummer because, like, I would have had those. I would have had the full season. <laughs> We were like, what are you taught? That's your friend. <laughs> like, that is your friend. And I'm certain this guy did not go to school there. Like, no chance. <laughs> He's just rooting for people yeah, to die. Like, his friend, who he, like, knows well enough to split a season ticket package with. He's like, yeah, I was there in the hospital praying to God that he wouldn't make it. Well, you know, uh, uh, Seth talked me out of being a Texas A&M fan. Uh, because when I I decided I was gonna get into A and M, and he's just like, no, he's just like, that's a military psycho school, don't do yeah. it. And uh, and then he's just like, he's like, get behind LSU. He's like, LSU, it's just like that's uh, like it, it's uh, everyone there is just doing a bunch of cocaine. It, yeah, they're just having uh, fun. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fake school that exists only to serve that football program and to a lesser extent a basketball program. It doesn't yeah, matter. LSU is essentially a professional football team. That's yeah. like what the school. Is I think that be. they're just a professional sports college because they have they have really good like smaller level sports too. Like they're they're one of the few teams in the country that sports uh, the gymnastics team and like dumb shit like that. Dumb shit like that. <laughs> they actually like allow their football team and basketball team to like fund other things, which is it's you know if you're gonna do it, do it yeah, to everybody. I've, LSU baseball and golf are probably pretty good. Um, I want to. Keep talking about uh, Fade yes. Barstool. I wanted to go through this a bit day by day. All right? Okay. D- establish a timeline. Uh, right. So Monday, March 17th, uh, I, it was the opening day of the tournament. Ryan, uh, j- uh, what I really needed, the jumping off point for me, was Ryan put in the chat just like literally a picture of Dave Portnoy with a like an infographic that just says like, these are Dave's picks. And Ryan posted something to the effect of like, Fade Barstool, I'm doing it today. Let's go. So I placed I placed nine bets on the first day for uh, about nineteen dollars total. I went six and three, and I won five bucks. I was my units. I think were two bucks. I was just dipping my toes into the water, you know. Um, day two is where it was very interesting. Day two, I placed fifteen bets, seventy five dollars total. I raised my unit to about five bucks. I went I went fourteen and one. In 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 fifty fifty bets, just saying that Dave Portnoy would be wrong. I went fifteen and one. I won back twenty units, a <laughs> hundred dollars. Um, the the real kicker for me is I think I was like ten and one or nine and one, and I I placed all the bets. I my general rule for gambling is I'm not gambling on a sports event if I can't watch it. So I di- I didn't place any bets. I I placed bets for the games that like. Ended when I was at, like started when I was at home from work and ended while I was at work, but then I came home and I wanted to save those bets for after. So I was like nine and one. It's the end of the second day of March Madness. Been watching basketball all game. Then I was at work. 
And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. I'll bet these last four games. So I bet uh, I, I bet on Michigan State. I bet on Colgate. I bet on Houston. And I bet on one more. And then I made a parlay with Michigan and Colgate. And then I made a parlay with Michigan and Colgate and Houston. And I made a parlay with, with Colgate and Houston. And um, what was the... I forget the other team I said. I don't have that one written down. But I... I won, I won like six bets in a row, and half of them were multi-leg parlays. It was, it felt tremendous. Colgate covered with a layup, with like a, a like two seconds left. It was one of those like, yeah. oh no, they're up, they're not covering the spread, but they're not playing defense now because the game's over. They're up by ten, so Colgate runs down and hits an uncontested layup as time expires just to cover because like the point guard knew what the line was apparently. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about this system is that. First of all, it, they are wrong more than they're right. But then hitting on a bet where you know that these assholes are losing on and losing significantly on is it is transcendent. Like being able to hit a what you're watching a game, you your bet hits, you tab over to the fade bar stool list and you want you can yep. see the live video of them losing fifty thousand dollars. And it's amazing. What, what did what did what did what's his name say? Uh, was it PFT commentary? Big, what is big cat. Uh, the, big cat was on suicide big cat, watch big the other cat, day. Every time he loses, big cat said he, like, "I don't deserve good yeah, things." Big cat bets an insane amount of money, and he has a shitload of money. He's like, um, he like owns part of the company, so he's fine. But he bets like in in an obscene amount of money, and when he loses, it like ruins his life basically like on on saturday night he tweeted i ruin everything i touch everything yeah. that's like, it yeah tweeting <laughs> tweeting God. like a guy who like just got broken up with as like a 19 year old and he's like suicidal like it's it's awesome and, I, and I, he i'll say it again i'm willing to bet to fade him for the rest of yeah. his life of course i'll fade Portnoy to some extent. It's just not as fun anymore. I will I will fade Big yeah. Cat forever cuz Big Cat tweets his way through it. Yeah. Although Dave Portnoy saying like a couple of my favorite moments were definitely Marty Mush just like collapsing and turning into a puddle <laughs> about losing like like his entire salary on Duke. Um but but Dave Portnoy tweeting out unprompted. He's like a lot of people asking where I guess that's the prompt. It wasn't unprompted. A lot of people asking where I am on the stream, having a tough gambling night. One in thirteen, gonna gonna collect myself off camera, and just looking at that and going like, I'm thirteen and one then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so it's awesome, and like it it's really brutal that he ended up covering on that New Mexico State one that he had put two hundred grand on, and it was like dead the whole game. It was like oh they're they're fucked, and then he like hit the backdoor cover, and then that's the bummer too is. I also watched the video of that, and he's just like, kid having the best time in the world. It's like, well, that that fucking sucks. It's it's just it's really nice because like they're not like they're as I've seen they're not picking money line like no they just they're not trying to give you bang for your buck. These are just straight like. On paper, some Vegas nerd calls this a 50-50 bet, and I just – it just – I mean, under your guidance, just look across the table and go like, yeah, I'll bet against whatever yeah. he's having. Like, that fucking <laughs> – I'm just so pleased with this. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, it is really it's, – it's the best – it's the most fun way to gamble for sure is knowing that these guys are having a horrible time when you win. And it, yeah, and taking it out of your hands, you know, where it's, it's just like you're, you know, 
uh, you're not stupid for like, uh, you don't have to blame yourself if it doesn't work out. It's just like, mm -hmm. no, there's this system. It's not right. just like you talked yourself into some dumb idea. Yeah, Which because by, that's like, also an important caveat to this is I'm not good at gambling. Like if I were to divine my own picks out of my brain, I would not do well. I would also lose a lot. Same, yeah. I have not Which watched a have, second of this, this tournament. This is sort of like a, a dovetails into my other theory, which is like the morons versus mind freaks theory of gambling, where there most people are just like generally bad. They'll lose money over time. But then there's some people who are extremely bad, and those are the people you fade. And then there's some people who are just much better. Like there's a couple of accounts I follow on Twitter who just are plus money. They are just good. So you just you just have to do the ride-alongs with the good guys and you just fade the dumbasses. And then you're solid. Like it's it's fun. It's just as fun to hit on those bets as like coming up with your own little shit. Yeah, no, the important part of, of most of these is I had to do zero yes. research. None. I woke up, had some coffee, Ryan would post the picks. I was like, all right, I'm gonna spend the next twenty minutes that, doing I, this. Yeah, I bet the I bet the two games Saturday, I just put two dollars on both of them. Um and, one and I won them both. And then uh, su and <laughs> Sunday, I just didn't feel as good about it. I didn't. I didn't bet Miami. And uh, and then Brendan texted me because being in New Jersey, he's not oh, allowed right. to bet on St. Peter's. Um, so uh, I placed a ten dollar bet for him, which returned nineteen forty three. So I'm I am transferring. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I forgot about I, this. Live, me live on air. I'm I'm Venmoing Brendan nineteen dollars and forty three cents. Well, the forty three cents right. was for you. All right, well, I'll keep that feet. then. You always tip your bookie. Uh, the funny thing is, this is coming out of his checking account. Like the bet is on FanDuel. Yeah, like, I can't. can't, even, even, I, can't he's basically, I, I basically just took twenty dollars from. Well, him. I mean, that's that's it's it's a uh, so there's so that means there's twenty seven forty three in my FanDuel account right now. <laughs> So most of that, uh, 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 most of that is yours, yes. But um, and then just catching it up on March nineteenth, Barstool did much better. Uh, they went six and eighteen. I only lost. Wait, what? I went six and eighteen. I'm sorry. On, on March nineteenth, I didn't do well at all on March nineteenth. But I think I also combined a couple bets when I was uh, calculating these. Um. But I lost I lost twenty five bucks on the bad day, so that wasn't that big of a deal. And then March twentieth, you did well on March twentieth. I, after my six and eighteen day, scaled back and only took eight bets, and I I won twenty five dollars. But I only bet eight times, and that was in the last day of the one two three eight sixteen sweet sixteen. That was the last day of the sweet sixteen on March twentieth. Um, and then the rest of the tournament, it's just been like three games a day. Yeah. So for all of those, I've been doing bet them all as straights and then do like a round robin parlay with mm -hmm. everything. And I've been making money back each time. Just be and then each of the, like two and one e on each of those days, um, one $25 each of those days. Cause part of those round robin parlays hit and it's just been very nice. And in the end, I've, I've, I've won $125. That's what it's all about. It's. Uh, what is that? 20, 25 units. <laughs> up up 25 yeah, units on these It sounds much fools. more impressive when you stick to units. And, and it's not just like $2 bets. But yeah, it's, it's pure profit. And you get to watch them die in real time. Because that's another thing about gambling is like when people lose, they blame the players or the coaches or the referees. 
no you don't need to do any of that because you have your villain is your enemy is the person who you're fading so you you always have that in your pocket where you if if it doesn't go your way whatever like you all you were only betting five dollars but if it does go your way you get to stomp on on dave portnoy and big cat and marty mush and as as matt said in the discord dog toy henderson all, all these awful personalities. <laughs> what I tell myself when they have a winning day is just like, well, I'm betting against professional gamblers. What are you going to do? You know, It is their job. It works both ways. It is their job. And it's they're job. really bad at it. And that's, they should that be is me. the really depressing thing about this is it is reading these people's replies where it's people just straight up tailing them. And like 100, Oh my God, my, my favorite bets. reply. And like these, how long can you do that before you're like, oh, I'm, I'm losing a lot of money following, uh, vodka dawn. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how, it's it sucks. It's it it is brutal, but it's also like, well, if that person is spending a hundred dollars following along a barstool person, that person definitely is a shitty person. So it is good that they're losing, but it's like, how do you how do you do that to yourself? Do I don't we? Know. Do we know where Barstool sources their talent? Like, where do these people come from? Uh, I just, before we do this, the best reply I saw all weekend, I forgot about this till you mentioned the replies, was somebody uh, commenting to Marty Mush about one of the other hosts. He was like, yeah, the entire time you were in the other room, he was saying like, wow, I feel so bad for Marty. So you know that Dave is a, is a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Telling him what the other hosts are saying about it when he leaves, that he actually felt really bad for you. It's fucked up that that happened to you. That you, 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 you bet your daughter's tuition on Duke. Yeah, I, I don't know how they find some of these guys because, like, I think they mostly find them on Twitter. Because I remember there was a video of of this guy who just did like a a Detroit po- Tigers podcast by himself. Because like, there's this network of podcasts called Locked On. I follow the one who does the A's. I do. I follow the daily fantasy basketball. I've one. never listened to the podcast, but he tweets a lot of in, in information. So I follow him. But I think the whole, it's sort of like a SB Nation thing where they just like find someone who's willing to be a freak and podcast a shitload. And they hired. Lockdown's not bad. Yeah. They hired the, the Tigers guy because one of the pitchers threw a no hitter last year and the guy like filmed a video of him watching the final out and he started crying and then they they hired him as like a baseball guy which was awesome because then he he recorded a video of him like after he got hired and behind him was a barstool flag and a family guy flag (laughs) it was just a scene from like the four guys from family guy in the bar it's like this is just what a beautiful company so i think they just find them on twitter like I would, I would love to know the Marty Mush origin story, uh, but uh, yeah, I think they just find him on Twitter uh, be- because I well, they it has a real um, sort of like stern whack pack feel about it. Yeah, where or or like Opie and Anthony, how they just have like a this sort of like small army of like homeless guys <laughs> that they're bringing in to to just to terrorize. Um, and and I I think it's a lot like that. I. I think a lot of it is just um, sort of like a sophisticated form of bullying. Uh, it, it all feels yeah. very morning radio to me. 
Yeah, because there's like that one guy, his name is Mincy, and he's like, he seems to be in his like 30s or 40s. He looks terrible, and he's <laughs> from like Louisiana. And I was like, what is what is it about this guy? Because like Portnoy is always tweeting about like this guy rocks. And then the other day he like tweeted out the video of like what got him hired at Barstool. And it was just him watching Ole Miss football and they won on like a last second field goal. And then he just starts singing a song, like some like Ole Miss fight song. And that was what got him hired. It's like, what, what, what is going on? Like at this company, you can just get hired for singing a song. And then the guy is just like, he's, he's maybe the most depressing in the bunch. Cause he's just like a big, he's a big guy. He's got a, the worst haircut I've ever seen. And he just, he's all, oh, I'm, I'm Mincy. It's, it's a great day to be from Louisiana. It's like, what do you, what is this guy offering? I don't understand the company at all. I don't, I don't get it. Well, at least now they have, uh, they're never going away. Dave Portnoy is on the fringe of being a billionaire because he has Barstool Sportsbook. I know. That, he's he's is, never going you away. You have to it's, give it to them. It is the most genius idea they've absolutely. ever Absolutely. And, also- and then he's going to give them bad bets. He's yeah. like, come bet with me, and and like, yeah, take Cal State Fullerton plus the points, idiot. It's it's so funny. Two things. One, it's that like, like Prez wouldn't give me bad advice, unlike the sports book that like he makes money from. Number one. <laughs> Two, it's that like, there's sort of like an indentured servitude aspect to all these guys losing all their money to their own company. <laughs> it is really, I. Because you think about it and you're like, okay, any any reasonable person who owned a sports book would be putting out bets that the the bookies are like, hey, gas up this one because this is bound to lose. But I don't, they are just honestly bad gamblers who put money on what they think is going to win. Like the, the Texas Tech Duke game, like that big head oh deemed God. it like the game of the year, which prior to that he had been 3-0 and he was so juiced. He was posting all day. He was like wearing head to toe text tech gear. He was like all about it. And he was, and then all of his replies, people putting like max bets, posting their bar stool bet slips. <laughs> and it's like, oh man. And then Duke wins by like six. And, and his posts after that were, he lost a lot of money. Cause I think he probably put like a hundred grand on it. He, he posted a video that was the Texas tech coach, uh, coach, the head coach. Uh, yelling to the locker room at halftime because I guess the game before they were down at the half and he was like patting one of the players on the leg. He's like, we can't lose this game. We're not going to lose this game. I'm not ready to lose you yet. Better second half. I mean, because I don't want to go home and I don't want to say goodbye to you. <laughs> and, and, and Pete Katz posted that. He's like, look at the passion on this coach. This is my coach. This is the man I'm betting with. And like, it wasn't a bad game, but Texas Tech, they, they ran him out of the gym. You know, they yeah, no, Duke, Duke wire, won wire. by like six. It was like pretty obvious for most of the second half that it wasn't going to hit. And you and it's awesome to just be able to track the denial to acceptance to bargaining. Like, just goes through. Every, you can watch every stage of grief, and it is it's just amazing. It's like it, you watch a man, you watch Bart, you big cat post for six hours before the game, and then. It's late in the second half. Texas Tech gets it to within two, and he posts something else, and then it's just like back-to-back Duke threes. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> you fucking like, idiot. <laughs> there's also like no camaraderie amongst them because they're all they're all watching this game in like the dude wipes cave. And <laughs> and they're they all have money on different shit. So they're all like sniping at each other because they have an amount of money that is like driving them insane because i would bring a gun to work if that were happening to me (laughs) if i was making like forty thousand dollars a year and betting five of that like in in, while sitting on a toilet which i have (laughs) to do for sponsorship reasons and like my coworkers are making fun of me i would go insane yeah that's what the dismal tides figured out you gotta it's all about getting everybody together you gotta have an enemy everyone everyone all under each other because they're like trying to like climb the surf ladder to be like one of the more established guys other than like the orbiters what happened and to pft commenter where where did he go he's he's still around i don't he i don't have him on the list because i don't think he like posts his gambling i don't think he works at barstool anymore does he no he he was in like the live stream videos okay he still does the part in my take thing okay but i think he has sort of i think he from the start realized that like sort of not the best look to be super involved with this company and i think he tries yeah to kinda it is a shame look. because he makes he's got a really good brain for football jokes he's funny it's yeah. just uh it's just that uh, he hitched his wagon to this thing and and now he's stuck yeah too bad yeah best week of my life yelled at for the rest of your life that's what you that's what that's the choice you made man i don't know <laughs> He's, I he's probably, just like I could myself doing well. <laughs> I probably... I I think in the future of the fade barstool bets. I mean, it's largely up to you. You can obviously bet how you want, but I I think I am personally going to reserve them for like the big grand events that they obviously have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yeah. No, that's like when it's the best. Like the first weekend of March Madness. Masters NFL, are coming up. NFL playoffs, like the Super Bowl on the bets that I faded them on, they win I went 4-0 because, like, <laughs> they had the over, obviously, because they only bet overs. That's another That's another wrinkle to the fade bar stool is that they will do these, like, merch promotions where it's, like, if you bet $100 on the over, you'll get, like, a hoodie. And the hoodie <laughs> is, just, like, complete dog shit. It's, like, what do you – like, why do you want this? Because you're also going to – you're probably going to have to pay shipping. Like, it's, that, it's not going to be free. But, pe- like, they – they the the ones where they do the merch promos never hit so you got to keep an eye out for those but on like the super bowl they bet the over that didn't hit big cat had the over on like joe burrow pass attempts that didn't hit there was uh i don't remember what the other two were but it's just like they are so bad at it it's it is really astounding i just don't know what's wrong with people that they're so trusting of of the, like like what on uh, when we recorded the uh, the Super Bowl prop bet episode, like uh, on uh, uh, on Fanduel was like Colin Cowherd's parlay, and just like why the fuck would you ever get on board? Like we were just like no, cut like yeah, you know, Colin Cowherd wouldn't steer me wrong. Here's a guy. There, there's not hours of video of him being extremely wrong about every single NFL <laughs> draft ever. We, if yeah. you faded that 
uh, if you specifically made a parlay that was fading the the Colin Cowherd parlay, you would have won. Because I remember picked, we looked at it. He picked the over on Cam Akers yards. Right. Well, that's where the we got the Cam Akers alive. bet from. The, the, over on the Cam under Cam on that yards. was the easiest bet of my entire life. The second <laughs> was, they put yeah. out the lines, I saw that and I was like, what? It was like 62. And I yeah. looked up his, his rushing yards for the year. And he had never had a game where he was over like 30. He just tore his Achilles six months ago. He's still coming back from a tour to Achilles. Yeah. He shouldn't even, he probably shouldn't have been playing. And that was the top line of Cowherd's parlay. (laughs) Cowherd spent four minutes on that one. It's like, we got that one in the bank. From there, it's house That's free money. Everything else. We're using that. That's the multiplier. Like, that's, that, that one's for free. Everything else is like. This rock, I build my temple. (laughs) Yeah, like, and like. It is crazy, like, how, like, gambling has just exploded since, like, New York legalized it. Like, it, it'll be legal in California and shit, too, pretty soon. But, like, DraftKings oh, yeah, has the all these celebrity parlays, too, insane. where it's, like, Dan Levitard is doing parlays for March Madness. Like, this guy has not watched any college basketball all year. No chance. Or, like, Brandon Marshall had a March Madness. And, like, isn't he, like, one of the most CTE guys from the league, like, there's yeah, but willing to show for the NCAA for DraftKings money. Yeah. It's like, what? Do, who's who's opening up DraftKings and be like, oh, Brandon Marshall says that we, we got to hit the spread on Duke. It's like, what? A man who's actively discouraged from gambling for most of his adult <laughs> life just really took to it in the last few years, though. I, I don't have, like, that much of a conspiratorial brain, but, like, I do think that if the company who is trying to separate you from your money is recommending something to you then that might not be great yeah i, I don't agree. Think, <laughs> I agree i don't think i don't think that uh i i've had some luck some of them are like some of them they really are giving away money um i i won like 45 dollars betting uh 25 on uh there was a uh a warriors grizzlies game a few months ago and it was Steph Curry and John Morant both over 19.5 points. And just like, yeah. And just yeah. like that was, and that it was uh, by uh, like before the third quarter was over, it hit. Yeah. And like, but like those, but, and, and you know what? And every time I look back at it uh, now, those are all over 29.5 points. And now it's not worth it. <laughs> not, now, yeah. now they don't happen. They that- fucked up once. Yeah, and, and, I, and I won forty-five dollars. Like, every <laughs> once in a while, they'll throw in the gift. Like, I remember when they first, when DraftKings first came to Oregon. Like the first week, they had a, it, like the Blazers were playing some team, and it's like if either team scores a point, and it was plus one hundred, and the max was like you could bet twenty-five dollars max. It's like well, okay, this is just they're just trying to hook people, or like there was the the Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns against the Chiefs. And that also had like a bet limit. And so they're just trying to like get you to have more money to play with. And then you're going to lose it. eventually. Yeah. Over a long enough timeline, everybody's a losing yeah. gambler. No, they're, they're very good at what they do. Well, but then, I mean, the betting that every day being like, Oh, DraftKings emailed me a new parlay to hit. Let's go. Wouldn't you know, I have three challenges from DraftKings. <laughs> They've emailed the- me three challenges. The Caesar, the Caesars promo from New York was 300 bonus dollars. And it took us like me and two people from work trying to figure out like what this meant and how to use it. And uh, because I bet 
are just like, all right, so you sign up and you instantly get $300 in bonus credit. And, uh, and I'm just like, well, uh, so I, I bet 20 of that on the Cowboys to cover against the Eagles week 17. And they did. And, uh, and then I just got more bonus money. So I'm just like, well, this is just like fun money. Like, what are you supposed to do with this? And then just like, no, you have to actually deposit. Then you actually have to bet all of that. So it's just like, all right. So you, I, I deposited 40. So I have $340 in bonus money and I have 40 actual American dollars in there. And, um, but once you start betting with real money and winning real money, you get that. And then you still have your bonus money. And I deposited $40. And after about a month of chipping away at it, withdrew 342 real dollars, I think. <laughs> so I basically got, got back everything. And I haven't gone back on Caesars once. I, I, just, moved to, I just moved back to FanDuel. But I, so I've, I've fleeced Caesars. (laughs) I'm in a similar situation. I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I won a settlement against DraftKings from the very, very early days of New York, uh, having legalized daily fantasy sports. And I guess the premise of the lawsuit was that they were not forthcoming with how many professionals were using their site. I knew. No, no, they were not. They weren't. Including their own, their own employees was the problem. Right. They, yeah, they, yeah they, I was pissed about that. Their employees using, uh, like, like, I forget the word for it, but their own data that nobody else had access to, to make like his bets on on these like multi lineup tournaments. Yeah, because there was like a guy at FanDuel who was like looking at all the data, and then he went over to DraftKings and played in like big tournaments over there, and just made a. Sh- he ended up getting like arrested. Um. So in I guess in lieu of that. I was I was I was given three hundred dollars as a settlement, and I've now in March Madness churned through all of it plus one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> so I've like much in the same way. I had to launder that money with winning bets, like you did. Yeah, Wait, now, and, and you got it just for DraftKings in general. Like it didn't have to be on DFS. Like you, yeah, you I use guess that not. I I was worried that I was going to have to use that on Daily Fantasy because I don't really do that anymore. It's for psychopaths. No, because it's too fucking hard. Um, yeah, and no, it just it, it it worked on the uh, regular betting. I was very happy. Yeah. While we're talking about robbing the bookie, so originally when it got legalized in Oregon, it was only through the Oregon Lottery app, which was a huge piece of shit. But I was betting on baseball with it, and in the playoffs, I bet I had like two bets, like five dollar bets on like two players to hit a home run in one of the games. Neither of them did, but it paid out. <laughs> and I immediately just ca- I immediately cashed out and I was like, okay, I'm I'm good. And it, the odds on it are insane for a home run. It's like plus eight hundred or something. So I pulled out like an extra eighty bucks than I should have had. I withdrew like two hundred eighty bucks, and I was like, this this is awesome. And I like I oh, every few days I would open the app, and it wasn't it didn't like give me an alert or anything. I was like, okay, I think I just robbed them of eighty dollars. And then I was like. After like a week, I was like, I wonder what, I wonder if I put money in, if it'll just like take it. And I put 20 bucks in and it immediately ate it. It was like, well, I can never, op- I can never put money in this app ever again. Wait, it and just like, like knew that they, they, they yeah, owed you, you owed the money. They like the next day they corrected it. And so they knew my account like needed $80 back. I should have just put $1 in. I don't know why I put 20 in. I 20, thought yeah, I was going to be fine. 
But <laughs> so then I was like, well, now I can never, I can never gamble again because I have to pay another $60 to even start gambling again. But then DraftKings came to town and I just put money in there and it didn't take anything. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I successfully stole $60 from the state of Oregon. Not bad. Yeah. I that- support that. <laughs> Gambling is supposed to be said. In, in, it was probably like 2013 or so when before online poker was re-legalized in New Jersey. Um, before that Black Friday, I was I was gambling through the Borgata site um, because you had to have a sponsor for your 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 online poker site uh, that was a casino because the casinos were not making money on you anymore if you were playing online. So they had to own the online casino as well. Um, and Borgata pulled a real fucked up move on me where I went to cash out after like won a tournament or something, and they were just like, oh well. You have to cash out in person. We look forward to seeing you come down here and cash out oh. face-to-face. It's like, these That's motherfuckers, nice. they're exactly <laughs> for how, wait, right. For, for how much money? It's probably like 300 bucks. Damn. It's just enough to make it. I mean, that's enough to drive to Atlantic City for. I I eventually did make it down there. It was, then, it was but, kind but of a nice thing know to They're have. like, well, I'm already here. Right. Uh, it was a go. nice thing to have. I think I went to, to one of Allie's uh, birthday parties in Atlantic City back then. And I remember I was with, yeah, I remember I was with Bill. I was like, come here, I got to go do something. And I walked up to the window. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm here for $300, please. <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, you are here. Congratulations. He's like, what the fuck was that, man? Pounding on the window. You owe me money. They love that. Just they love the, that at the cash out window. The, the, the most Carmella serious, Soprano the, the most serious people alive working the Borgata cash out. But who could... <laughs> Um, but I, I, the, the, the casino, um, I don't know. I I've never had enough money to have fun in the casino because, uh, I, I think when I went with my girlfriend for her birthday a few years ago, um, uh, she was playing blackjack and just like losing $300. And I sat down in front of a slot machine, like instantly 180, and she was mad at me. Yeah. You can't <laughs> I, just, I, I was making her look stupid. My by sitting down and with, just instantly winning. My whole thing with the casinos, you have to do analog betting. Like I'm, I've still never touched a slot machine because I, I just refuse to believe that I could even win on that because it's just yeah, it's just a computer. Fair. Like there's no way I'm winning on that. So I just I just do roulette or craps because it's fun. It's in person. Like you can see the thing happening in front of you. You're still gonna lose, but you at least can like watch it happen. Like the first time I ever gambled, I was in Vegas for my birthday and I put $20 on a craps table and I, it just, I wrote it for forever. I got up to like 220 bucks and I was like, okay, if I get to 250, I'm cashing out and going to sleep. Lost all the money. But it, at the end of the day, it was like $20. It was like 4 a.m. I just, it was my birthday. I was like, whatever. That was very fun. Yeah. For $20, then, you like, got, you, you got, you got everything you wanted. Yeah, you no, know, like I was at the table for like an hour and a half. They were giving me free drinks. Everyone was like going crazy because I like told everyone, oh, this is my first time I've ever gambled. And everyone was like losing their mind. So it was it was very fun. And then the next morning I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, we got to play craps today. It's so fun. <laughs> I put $100 down. We 10 minutes. It was all gone. I was like, <laughs> she was like, this is not fun. This sucks. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. This is not fun. I had but to, no, that, I had to do this again for me. You're right though. <laughs> but that, that's what I, um, 
when uh, Brendan and I went to uh, uh, to see, uh, we went to an MLS game uh, last Sunday, and uh, we're we're both uh, Red Bull fans, but it you know it ended in a just like brutal gut punch one one draw like the genuinely last kick of the game one one draw yeah but i'm just like i got everything i wanted i got to come out here and we sat we sat in the actual front row for 39 dollars uh like we we sat right behind the goal we got to watch the goal go in and yell got to holler and uh and then you know what the last kick of the game ended the result but you know what just like i i came out and drank some beers and i got to scream like that's i i got I remember one time when there was like a, a meltdown over an Arsenal loss and like the team was at a train station and fans were like, just like screaming at them. And I, I, I just remember somebody tweeting, just like, imagine letting the result ruin a day out of the football. And like, that is the mentality I've taken with, to, to everything where I'm just like, just like I, I've, what I'm, what I'm looking for is, uh, is is the ride of it all? Win, winning and losing isn't uh, uh, is not everything. I'm trying to have a good time. Sometimes you lose, but just like what you don't want to get beat down like you did when you lost a hundred dollars instantly. But yeah. losing lo- losing twenty dollars over the course of four hours, where, where you're like where it is this insane ride, and people are are congratulating you the entire time, like that rules. That's that that's a great time. That's yeah. worth twenty dollars. And that's the great thing about baseball too, is like last year, the first game I went to like post post vaccine, like I hadn't been to a game in so long. I, I took the train up to Seattle by myself. I go to an A's game. I go in the, the vendor, like I buy a beer and a hot dog. He like pulls me over. And I was like, what? Cause like, I hadn't been having really face-to-face interactions with people. Like certainly not so, t- someone telling me to come closer. He's like, yo, uh, since you tipped me, like I got you on free beer rest of the game. And I was like, whoa, this rules. And and then I like walk over to the bullpen and watching the A's, A's pitcher warm up. He throws me the ball and I'm just like, okay, this is the highest I've ever been in my life. Like this, is, <laughs> this rules. And then the whole game, the A's are losing. And then they finally like tie it in the ninth and I'm going insane. Like I'm in the standing room section where like all like basically a beer garden and I'm just, I'm being obnoxious. And it's like A's Mariners. So like Mariners fans are, don't give a fuck. Like they're just, they're also there to have a fun time. And then the A's go up uh, like five to four in the 10th. And I'm just, I'm going insane. I'm screaming, like, let's go Oakland. Everyone is looking at me and they're pissed. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to rile everyone up. Like I'm like, just been, if feel, someone feel tries like to fight me, I'm going to, I'm whatever. Like, well, free, I'll just, just have just Drinking free beers all day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. the guy was, wants. And it was like, it was hot and sunny. I'm just sitting in the sun. I'm just like hammered getting the whole, everyone hates me. Everyone hates me. And then eventually the Mariners walked it off. And the second they scored literally the whole beer garden, everyone turns and looks at me. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> and, and that was it. And it was so fun. It was like one of the most fun days of my life. And it was, it was great. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's about having a great time. Yeah, it, it, it's just like, especially, you know, single game things. You you lose a championship, that one hurts. You don't get yeah. it, but it's just like individual games. Who cares? All you yeah. want to be is in it till the end. Yeah, no, the playoffs, it's a whole different thing. It is strictly about winner winning and losing in, in the playoffs. But yeah, regular season baseball, it's like, well, whatever. It was a fun three hours. 
I've yeah, kept my mouth it. closed as long as I could, but this is some soft boy shit. All right? <laughs> you guys are fucking pathetic. All right? I Listen, clearly I refuse uh, to I refuse to believe that every baseball game matters with a 14 team playoff. Every game does not <laughs> matter, but every game can also be an opportunity for you to express uh the ways that the world has failed you um and take it out That's on true. on the people around you and the athletes that you're watching who are Listen, your servants once you've paid for that ticket. The the Simpsons quote about uh uh Homer telling Lisa to just put uh, put all of her feelings into a little ball and express <laughs> them in the, <laughs> and let them all explode at one time. Like when daddy hit the referee with the whiskey bottle. <laughs> you remember that? When daddy hit the referee? <laughs> that, that, uh, well, I was sitting there telling you at the, at the game last Sunday when I, I said, I'm like, I was watching the old firm game between Rangers and Celtic from like 99. And I'm like, and somebody threw a sharpened coin and hit the referee in the face. And like you sit there at home watching it and you just go, well, that's too much. You can't do that. And I said, but you sit here and you watch him make these decisions and you get it <laughs> because we didn't, we didn't get a call for like a half hour. <laughs> we didn't win a, a free kick for like a half hour. A sharpened coin is also insane because the person had to work on that for a while. Yeah. Like you have to, you, you brought that knowing you're, you you were waiting for a reason to whip this at somebody, <laughs> and it happened to be the referee. He bled a lot. That was uh, Rangers kicked Celtics ass that day too. That was ugly. How do you throw a sharpened coin? I don't know, but okay. uh, we gotta we gotta talk this. We gotta get some like, English people on the. Uh, English. I guess if I guess if you just pinched it between your your fingers and threw it like just normally, it would work, right? It's sharp. They just whip coins because that, that's, a, that's the reason America doesn't have a dollar and two dollar coins is because people would throw them. <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, when uh, Not the it, America, I know. Arsenal. Uh, Batteries. When Arsenal were playing Tottenham and Theo Walcott uh, tore his ACL and he was being stretchered off and he sat up on the stretcher and he just like did and just did this because the score was two nil. So he just held his hands up two zero. And they're whipping coins at him and the six stretcher bearers, like carrying him off the field. And I just remember uh, on the, uh, the Arsenal podcast, the uh, Tuesday club, just like, it was like, imagine being a Tottenham fan, just, uh, just and your child coming up asking you, what did you do, do on the Derby days, dad? Well, I whip coins at a stretcher bear, son. And like, it's, they're just coins, cell phones, anything they have. Beer, uh, a lot of beers getting thrown now. Uh, a linesman got hit in Germany at, a, at the the Bochum game the other day, and now everybody's in trouble. I'm not going to throw anything in the field. No, I, I wouldn't I want everybody to look at me. I wouldn't. I would no, I have that attention. I've I've been mad enough, but I've never been stupid enough. <laughs> that's and that's a really important distinction. Um, all right, I think that's a good place to end it. We've been going for a while. <laughs> it is quite late. Um, we'll let Mike... Quite late Eastern time. Ryan, Ryan's only... It's 8.30 over there. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. Wow. Enjoy the rest whole, of your evening. Whole different world. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, would you like I'm... to plug anything? Oh, so you plug your, your music writing, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I've, I've more or less retired from music writing, but you can, you can subscribe to the Merry-Go-Round Patreon merry-go-round magazine 
there's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, you can take my DraftKings referral code. We each get $25. Smart. Smart. Uh, I'm, I'm on social media. Both my accounts are private, but you can follow me. I'll, I'll accept <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Mike, anything you want to say before this is over? I have a uh, I if if I ever finish it um, uh, a little look at uh, the top four picture for uh, the Bundesliga coming out. We all know that Bayern are going to win the league. Dortmund will probably finish second, but three through seven are only separated by eight points. Um, I think there's a lot of movement that could happen there. It's all very exciting. Uh, so I will post that soon. Of course, every Friday are the Bundesliga preview posts, um, which uh, you're welcome, get shorter every week. Uh, they don't need to be 3,000 words every Friday. They don't. Uh, they're, they're the same teams. So uh, they're getting more concise. So uh, uh, I do that for everyone, not just for myself. Okay. Uh, I've been Brendan. I'm sharpening coins listening to uh, Barstool Podcast at double speed. So everyone uh, have a good week. <laughs> myself shut my weakness is that I can't do much and my scars remind me that the past is real I tear my heart open just to fail drunk and I'm feeling down and I just want to be alone I'm pissed cause you came around why don't you just go Cause you channeled all your pain And I can't help you fix yourself You're making me insane All I can say is I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is That I can't do much And our skies remind us That the past is real You never realized that you're drowning in the water So I offered you my hand Compassion's in my nature Tonight is our last stand I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is That I can't do much And our skies remind us And I'm feeling down And I just want to be alone You shouldn't ever come around Why don't you just go home Cause you're drowning in the water And I tried to grab your hand I left my heart open But you didn't understand But you didn't understand Go fix yourself Help you fix yourself But at least I could say I tried I'm sorry but I gotta move on With my own life I can't help you fix yourself But at least I could say I tried I'm sorry but I gotta move on